Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. Oh, Lisa, it's so nice to talk with you. I'm so thrilled to talk with Lisa Perchance today, one of our co-authors in Success in Any Season. Thank you for being with me today, Lisa. Thank you for having me here, Elizabeth. So I'd love to hear from you what had you want to be part of the project. What drew you to it? Well, I started outlining my own book called The Art of Falling Apart, the seven seven secrets of (laughs) self-development that outline essentially seven breakthroughs over the seven years that I've been like really immersed in personal development. And this year I made a declaration to myself to really push the edges of my comfort zone on voice and visibility, which has always been very uncomfortable for me. It's interesting. I'm an extrovert, but I had a lot of social anxiety growing up because I was homeschooled and that sort of set me back. And I always like was a little weird and awkward around other kids. So in all of my personal development, I've been unwrapping that and pushing the edges of what it actually looks like to talk about my story and to be expressed and to bring my experience to others in the hopes that it will bring hope to other perfectionists and other people who are kind of mystified by how to be a grown-ass adult. Because I certainly was. I was like, well, therapy. You're not alone. (laughs) Right. Oh, I know. God. I was like, well, therapy tells me what's wrong with me. That's great. But then what do I, like, how do I be normal? How do I like, you know, like really immerse myself in a life that I want? Mm. And coaching was, was, was that. It was that missing piece. And so telling my story hopefully will give access to other people to be able to find something that really works for them. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I love the title of, of your book so much. I can so relate to that, right? Who can't, who can't relate to that of feeling like things are falling apart. And we were chatting right before we went live where we talked about the title of your chapter. You should just title things and like sell type names of titles for things. <laughs> the title of your chapter is self-development as an act of defiance, right? Oh, sexy. It is sexy. Can you tell us about where that came from, that, that idea? Yeah. And by the way, if anyone from Accomplishment Coaching is listening and they need help creating survival mechanism names, I love doing <laughs> For whatever reason, like little short witty titles of things is something that my, I just love. I I love doing. (laughs) So creative. Thank you. Thank you. So to piggyback on what I talked about as far as my own book, I really feel like taking on personal development was absolutely a clash uh, with my very masculine, hard work, type A driver. And what that part of me would always say is like, self-development is for wussies. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to like read books and do yoga and take retreats. Like I'm too busy for that shit. And so this is in my experience for a lot of like type A perfectionist, high performers, this is the sort of thing that gets pushed to last, if not at all on the list of priorities. If merely just as a result of the conversation of our high performance muscle, which usually goes like this. 
what can I take on that's going to have an immediate impact on the bottom line, on my achievements, on my successes? And personal development is like, yes, it is very important, but it's the long game that pushes mm -hmm. things out. It breaks our own glass ceiling. And if we just adhere to our driver mechanism, we're going to keep hitting that glass ceiling, which is what I hit. And so self-development really was an act of defiance against my own cultural conditioning, which was like hard work and more and degrees and college and trophies and stuff like that. So going inward was totally counterintuitive, but it was exactly what I was missing. And as I talk about in my chapter, this is very much a cultural thing. Like it wasn't just me and my insular family. This is a very societal modern day issue. Have you read the book Sapiens, Elizabeth? Oh, I haven't. No. Oh my God. So it, it is so good. But the author has this incredible quote that goes, the modern day tension for human beings is because we have prehistoric brains medieval institutions and godlike technology. Whoa. So good. And so yeah. we are experiencing such a clash of our archaic brains, which are mm -hmm. not built to make us happy. They're built to have us survive. Mm -hmm. And this modern day technology that totally exacerbates comparison and competition and division and mm. disconnect. And so this cultural wheel of burnout and um, achievement as armor and perfectionism and more is better is just turning that wheel over and over and perpetuating essentially a disconnect from ourselves. It's perpetuating emotional dysfunction in modern society. I don't remember your question, but... <laughs> We were talking about this this act of defiance, and and it definitely sounds like that it was an act of defiance because of culturally the way that you were raised of the needing to achieve and to get the achievements like boom like today, you know, self development's the long game, right? It might make a huge difference, but it's easily pushed off for the future. Yeah. So I, I was a, a cultural anthropology major in college. And this whole conversation really comes full circle for me in that I have always been interested in the cultural impact of one person's life, mm -hmm. one, how one person can make a difference. And I'm not talking about like Gandhi, I'm talking about a normal everyday person. And the way that I see it, self-development is an act of defiance because when we are doing our own work, we are directly and indirectly changing and interrupting that wheel. We are interrupting burnout. We are interrupting emotional dysfunction. And we are actually helping to make an impact in other people because the best way we can change other people's behavior is to model the behavior we want to see. So when we're doing our own inner work, we are in fact helping others heal. We are showing the way for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the punchline of this chapter is by doing our own work, we are creating so much change, not only in our own lives, but for the people around us and then the people around them. I think that's like the most amazing thing about being a coach is like, I get to do this. Like I make a living from helping other people create that sort of impact and legacy. It's so true, and right? All the good feels. It feels so good to be able to do this 
in our whole entire lives, right? To dedicate all of our time to this of helping and, and healing other people because the ripple effects, so rewarding. So I do believe you might read for us today. I was hoping you would ask me. I think this is a good segue. So in my chapter, I bounce around a little bit in the different impactful experiences that I had around what framed my own emotional dysfunction and what led me to coaching. And it was a series of events. What I want to read is a, a little blip near the end of the chapter after I talk about my experiences that highlight some of the cultural issues and how I got into coaching. So here it is. As fate would have it, if I hadn't been bullied out of my position, quit and fallen into my corporate role, I wouldn't have met a coach, subsequently becoming a coach myself, uh, an executive life coach for big hearted high achievers to be exact, found my purpose on the planet and created a life I'm wildly in love with. And in hindsight, looking back at the workplace bullying I experienced instead of emotional management, like finding safe support outlets, having self-awareness of my own reactivity, managing harmful relationships, I had been strengthening my defense mechanism by trying to work harder, by trying to please and using achievement to avoid hurt. But no amount of high performance was going to prevent the verbal abuse nor interrupt the self-loathing cycle I formed. As an executive life coach for big hearted high achievers, I've worked with hundreds of overachievers, leaders and business owners seeking another way to be successful without suffering from the cycle of burnout. And in my work with them, the first thing we do is become crystal clear that our automatic attempt to outperform our inner problems is a socially conditioned issue. It's like trying to put a Band-Aid on a broken bone. It's ineffective for the problem we need to solve. Instead of addressing our emotional needs, our excellence becomes our armor, heavy protection mechanisms that make up for our emotional black holes. Our cultural focus is trained towards success with a side dish of doing whatever it takes to minimize, push away, suppress emotional interruptions. Can I read one more little section? Yeah, go ahead. So how do we as individuals contribute to changing the overall cultural narrative and save ourselves? We do our own work. We hire a coach. We focus on handling our own demons and healing our trauma and addressing our own limiting and self-harming beliefs. And then we pass that onto our children, our friends, our community. In order to enact cultural change, you have to start with the individual. Self-development is an act of cultural defiance. Thank you so much for sharing that and for reading. I love hearing it in your voice. And I know that people, when they read your whole chapter, will get so much from it, how you share your stories of growing up, your different personal experiences and how that framed how you did life as an adult and the things that you had learned and hadn't. I think it's very relatable. It will be very relatable to the readers. So thank you for putting a human face on it as well. And I want to hear about some of the work that you're doing. I know that you are a coach and you have some things coming up for people that are perhaps tiptoeing into forming their own businesses as coaches. Can you share a little bit about what that looks like for people? Yes, yes, yes. So in addition to working with female high achievers, I tend to think about a quarter to a half of my practice 
is coaches, other coaches. And the same thing happened to me. Like when I got into this work and I was working in corporate, I was like, oh my God, I have to do what you're doing, coach. And then you get into the work. So I work with a lot of coaches. And the most beautiful thing about working with other service-based high achievers is that I get to see the ripple effects by supporting them in their business. And then the impact that they have and then the impact that their clients can have. It's just like the most amazing ripple effect. So one of the things I'm most passionate about is helping trained, talented, high quality coaches build a business that is authentic and aligned and truly relationship-based. And so another coach, Laura Fink and I are launching something called the Down to Business Bootcamp, which is a 12-week business boot camp for new coaches, coaches that have just graduated or want to up-level their business to help them to create the businesses that they love. Because I mean, the world needs coaches. The world needs coaches. And it is a crime to have talented coaches out there who don't have an overflowing abundant practice because the need is there. That's so exciting that you've created this for people because there is that need. You can have the tools, you can have the skill set, you can have have that experience, but if you don't know the practical, you know, boots on the ground, how to build a business, you don't get to share that. So it's so lovely that you have this opportunity coming up for people. So how do people get in touch with you if they're interested in that or working with you or your writing? Well, they can visit my website, coachingwithlp.com. I'm also on Instagram, also coachingwithlp, on LinkedIn, Lisa Pachens. And I have a lovely little Facebook community that you are a part of called Coaches Creating Community. And that can Mm -hmm. certainly support coaches who are looking to have more resources, connect, normalize themselves and what they're going through and, and just for more connections. Of course, you can also email me lpachance at gmail.com too. I'm always open to new conversations. And I really want to acknowledge you, Elizabeth, for what you've generated in your business, because people like me who honestly don't know where to start when it comes to publishing a book or being a published author, get to exercise our own expression and our own voice Mm -hmm. in something that's so important. So thank you for what you do. Thank you, Lisa. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.